is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Key. Intercom Studios, Massillon and Wilshire in the Miracle Mile. I'm joined with my co-host, Mr. Greg Biggins. He's on the line. GB, how are you? I'm good, Keith. How's your morning going? Oh, man. Miracle Mile Studio. Oh, it's been, it feels like I just ran a couple miles in the studio, GB. It's been a challenging morning. Nonetheless, I feel blessed to wake up this morning, blessed to be here. Um, They say if you enjoy what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Enjoy it a ton. Doesn't feel like work. Happy to have you um, on the line. Let's talk some ball. The Transparent Truth Recruiting Report. We always start off with recruiting, Greg Biggins. I know you have some stuff, especially with Clark Phillips just announcing. GB, take it away. Recruiting, go. I, I mean, Clark Phillips. Come on, Clark. That, that's our guy. I was just texting with his pops just now. It, it, so Clark's going to come in on Friday. Um, he's taking an official visit to Ohio State on Friday as well. So I was kind of messing with the pop saying, dude, you kind of take away some of the suspense when you actually are announcing your commitment while you're on campus at a particular school. So I don't think it takes too much to deduct that Clark Phillips is probably a pretty strong Ohio State lean right now. Um, you know, Clark did visit Cal and he was at UCLA this past week. I heard the UCLA trip was really went really, really well for him. But uh, as mentioned, Clark will announce on Friday – and uh, coincidentally or not, he's actually going to be on his official visit to Ohio State on Friday as well. So pull from that which you'd like. Looks like the Buckeyes could be getting a pretty special corner, Keith. Wow, that's interesting. Commitment Friday on a trip this weekend. Columbus, Ohio for Clark Phillips. Hey, if that's where it's going to be, then I guess we got to wait and see. But I think you're, you're, you're predicting that, Greg Biggins. Are you crystal balling that? Yeah, I'm not, I thought they were the team to beat for a while. Um, I did think UCLA could give them something to think about. You know, mm-hmm. his mother went there, mm-hmm. and uh, it is close to home. But Ohio State had been recruiting them really, really hard for a long time. And, and like I said, man, when you, when you do this for a long time, you kind of start to see certain trends. Yes. And one thing that I've never seen is a player commit to a school. Uh, <laughs> to another school. Visit. <laughs> I've never seen that before. So I think it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Clark Phillips is going to be in Columbus. Court Williams staying with the Ohio State team. Court Williams will be taking his official visit to Ohio State. That's his fifth and final one. Court's been ripping through his official trips. He was at Tennessee this past weekend. Talked to him last night. He loved it out there. He's also been to uh, Penn State, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M. So I also have Court Williams' crystal ball to Ohio State. So I think the Buckeyes could be getting two of the top players out west. Another player Ohio State's doing pretty well with is Kendall Milton. Kendall's taking his uh, last official visit to Alabama this weekend, but uh, he was at Ohio State two weeks, three weeks ago. Um, then he went to LSU. This past weekend was Georgia, and now it's going to be Bama. So Bama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio, Ohio State, that's his final four schools. And uh, all four are, are, are legitimately in the running, and I've heard different leaders and different things. I think right now it's pretty close to call. I think Georgia 
has given him a lot to think about and could be the team to beat. But I think Ohio State and LSU are doing well. I, I, I don't see Bama. I, I, I just don't have a Bama vibe with him. I, I do see Ohio State, LSU, mm-hmm. or Georgia. Yep. I think Georgia might have been uh, his best official trip. Loves the running back coach. Loves the running back tradition. Opportunity to go there and compete. They do have some young running backs, but you know he, he could go there and, and play. So I, I don't know if he'll end up at Ohio State, but man, that's if Ohio State can land Kendall along with Court Williams and Clark Phillips. That's you know probably three of the top ten players in, in California. And you're going to hear all the talk again about what's wrong with SC and UCLA. They can't keep the top players in California close to home. Wow. Just all I can say is wow. Fighting the uphill battle, California schools, UCLA, USC, even Cal, Stanford, you know, to a degree. Just fighting the uphill battle, man. And I know how that feels. I know what that's like. Just got to keep plugging away, stay consistent and persistent, but... Three of the top 10, maybe top 15 players in the state headed to either SEC or Big Ten country. That is pretty remarkable, Greg. Do you ever remember, you've been involved in this a long time, do you ever remember recruiting kind of um, turning out this way from the state of California with guys signing across the country? No, I mean, but it's a trend, right? We've talked about it a ton with last year's class. And yeah. So it's, it's definitely a trend and uh, speaking of players leaving the region, um, Clemson hosted three top kids from Southern California, Rajon Davis, Jalen Davies from Modern Day, and Bo Collins from Bosco all went out to Clemson this past week. Uh, DJ Wobi Anilale was out there as well. DJ's already committed to Clemson, so that's another top 10 player in California um, who's already committed to Clemson. Uh, they offered Bo Collins, did not offer Jalen or Rajon yet. Um, I haven't talked to Jalen. Rajon said he had a great time, loved it. They want to see him in his first game this season um, before they move on him, but I, I would bet they will. I think he's going to have a great season. He's looked phenomenal. You just don't see many linebackers that can cover uh, the way Rajon does and just advanced, advanced cover guy. What You talk about the, you know, a lot of the negativities about 7-on-7, seven seven, but one thing it does allow is linebackers to be able to move in space and cover, and I saw a dramatic improvement uh, and then Jalen Davis has also had a really good summer, long, athletic. He, he's gotten better. So, um, you know, I still have hopes <laughs> as a West Coast guy. I think USC is probably still the team, at least a family favorite uh, for Rajon. And I think UCLA might be doing well for Jalen. Uh, so we'll see. But Bo Collins, like I mentioned, he was offered by Clemson. He uh, loved it out there and uh, said, ironically, I don't mean to keep going back to, to the Ohio State team, but he said it's probably his top two schools right now are probably Clemson and Ohio State. So um, we did have a couple of commitments. Jake Newman from St. John Bosco, uh, hard-hitting safety. Uh, he did commit to UCLA. Um, Jake uh, also took some unofficial visits. He visited Penn State, Michigan, uh, Missouri. Um, I think there was Colorado, where his older brother Chase plays. So uh, Jake's going to stay home and play for UCLA. And then USC landed a couple of offensive linemen. They had their uh, couple of camps this past weekend. In fact, we're going to talk to Jordan Martinez on Friday. Um, George really dialed in, and we're going to uh, try to show we'll, we'll be a pretty heavy, heavy USC show. Uh, but Cal Jurgens from St. Margaret's, kind of a smaller school in the Santa Margarita area, Rancho Santa Margarita area. He's one of those guys, you know, he's a 6'5", 240-pound defensive end offensive tackle uh, who's a little bit light but athletic. And, um, you know, again, one of those guys who I think 
you could see filling a role as an athletic tackle. You know, that's, that's kind of where the trends are going. And then Joey Wright from Bishop Bonneau in Nevada, he's a, a big kid. He's 6'5 and 300 pounds. Had a really, really good camp. And the one guy I heard was actually able to sort of stay in the way of Corey Foreman. Uh, maybe didn't win, but he actually kind of made it difficult. The one guy who, uh, who Corey did, did just blow right through. So Joey Wright from Nevada, big tackle. And then Kyle Jurgens uh, could play defensive end or O tackle. For me, I, man, if I see a guy with that kind of length, I want to put him as an offensive tackle. So Kyle Jurgens, Joey Wright, both committed to USC. And we'll blow through these real quick, Keith. Just a couple more recruiting notes. Cody Epps also had a really good summer, modern day. Um, USC Rides and Stars camp. One of the cool things about that camp is it has, you know, a bunch of other schools uh, who are there watching, evaluating. And he picked up offers from UNLV, Utah State, and Wyoming. And then a player I really like a lot in the 2021 class is Sierra Wright from Loyola. Uh, he picked up an offer from USC at their camp, also camped at UCLA. And I would be a little surprised if UCLA didn't offer him as well. Uh, high-end academic kid, and I heard he did really well at the UCLA camp. They use, UCLA used the offers a little bit later on, but I know Sierra Wright is a guy that they like a lot. And then Josh Simmons, uh, an OL from Madison out in San Diego. He was a, he was the big lineman uh, for Keenan Christian last year who's the USC running back. Uh, Josh Simmons went to both SC and UCLA camps and picked up offers from both. And Simmons is big, physical, 2021. So he's only a junior, rising junior. Um, I don't know if they graduated already, but I'm just going to call him a junior. Uh, Josh Simmons picked up offers from both LA schools. And I think, watch out for this kid. He's big, probably 320, 325, 6'4", plays tackle. I think he'll, he'll be a guard. Um, and then one last offer to throw out there was uh, Makai Cope. From Culver City, 2021 receiver picked up an offer from Washington State. So uh, if you're a receiver and you have a chance to play in that Washington State offense, that's always kind of a fun offense to play in. So uh, that's about it this week for recruiting notes. Yeah, Coach Keith. really like Jurgens, Greg. Got a chance to see him a little bit. Uh, love his athleticism, his athletic ability, his length. Um, his toughness, his relentless nature that he plays with. Really like him. Joy Wright, the kid we had at our Pro Football Hall of Fame Academy Showcase up in Northern California. Um, like him a lot. Lacks some length on the edge, but has the feet. Um, he may kick in and be a guard at some point in his career. I see him kind of as a right tackle right now, though, Greg. Jurgen's more of a left tackle, but both guys, um, really talented football player. I think they'll add um, to that USC offensive line class and room um what a great group of visitors out in clemson with the boys from modern day and also bosco ernest green talking about maximus gibb of course bo collins man just he's about the, the loaded five i guess whoever whoever can win bosco modern day recruiting battles is gonna be winning on the next level that's essentially what's going on here um everybody fighting for those kids so um thank you gb for the report um, that was really good. So it's time to move along, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for our Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. 
Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Sit and sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. Okay, our sleeper of the week this week, Mr. Greg Biggins. We got a sleeper of the week who comes from the Northern California. I think we're going back to Northern California. Okay, we're going back to Northern California and we're going to go to Gunn High School where my brother is the head football coach and he's got a young defensive lineman he's a, he's from Russia or, or he's Russian or from Russia um, is his it, name Ivan Drago? no no can I, can I call him Drago? no his name's not Ivan Drago Greg but let me tell you something about it he's 6 foot 3 250 pounds he just went to the San Jose State football camp and dominated on the edge. I told my brother, he's a 2021 kid. I told my brother he's an interior player to get to get his butt in the interior. Uh, but he's a 2021 kid. He's about 6'2 and a half, 6'3, 250 pounds. And right now I'm missing his name. I'm missing his name. How about that, Greg Biggins? Ah. <sighs> Should have just called him Drago. <laughs> Should have just called him Drago. At least, at least the kid would have had an identity. The poor guy, our yeah. sleeper of the week. Our sleeper of the and week. We don't have a name for him. Goes and, and I'm not getting any, not getting any, uh, any, any internet service, so I can't look up his name. But anyways, um, played as a was a sophomore last year. Started both ways, and uh, he was pretty studly. On the offensive and defensive line, but he's really, really taking a uh, a jump on both sides of the ball this offseason. He came again to our Hall of Fame Academy showcase in Northern California. He was pretty studly there, and uh, he's got a really good future. He's going to be a Division One guy. Um, I see him projecting the FBS. Uh, he's got a chance at a Power Five if he continues to develop his speed and athleticism, which you know I think he will. Uh, my brother does a good job of helping guys develop and, and so on and so forth. So um, I'm just I'm missing his name and I feel really bad about that. But I'll get it. We'll get it before the show is over. All right. Congratulations, though, big fella. You're my big sleeper fella. of the week. OK, we're going to call you big fella. You're my sleeper of the week. We'll get that name before the end of the show. GB, it's time to move along. Greg, what are we talking Nik- today? Nikita Koloff. <laughs> Boy, you took me back about 30 years, Greg. Man, remember him and, and Magnum TA? Oh, dude. Going after it. Dude. Battles. Wars. Battles. No question. Those the whole NWA days. Not the NWO. NWA. Yeah. When you Man. those guys. Nikita. No question about Listen. it. GB, what are we talking about today? Let the fans know. How about we're talking some receivers? Talking receivers. This is This is a hot topic, Greg. This is a very competitive group. Let's talk. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Here on the West, we're just talking here West Coast uh, today. We're talking West Coast. There are some elite players on the West Coast, some elite talent. And uh, we're just kind of going to put throw some categories out there and find out, you know, who we think is the best guy in those categories. Um, and, you know, again, it's not that we don't like the other guys, just who we feel is the best Right now in those categories, and I'm and I'm talking right now, Greg. I'm not talking projections. I'm talking about right now. Okay, so 
Uh, let's just run down the list really quick. Let's talk about releases. Who's the best off the line that you've seen on the West Coast, Greg? Who's the best in, out of, in their releases, getting off the ball, beating man-to-man press coverage? Greg, before you get started. That's a good one. I, I yeah, got, go ahead. I have our Russian's name. Yes. Ken Erlin. Ken Erlin, 6'3", 250-pound defensive lineman out of Gun High School in Palo Alto. He's a 2021 kid. Be on the lookout. Definite FBS football recruit. Probably a Power 5 guy before it's all said and done. Okay? Ken Erlin. Not probably. He will be a Power 5 guy before it's all said and done. My brother does a great job of developing kids. So he'll get developed and... um, I saw his film from the San Jose State camp, and he pretty much dominated on the edge. So, Ken Erland, 2021 coaches, I know you're listening. Gun High School, go take a look. Go take a sniff. You know Coach Keith doesn't – he's not wrong very often. All right, GB, back to did – they, Did they offer Nikita? Did they offer our guy? San Jose State fighting Alonzo can, Carter? Can you stop talking – call him the kid Nikita. His name is Ken. Can you stop calling him Nikita? Dude, he had he had to move. Nikita Koloff was a bad dude. Um, yes, I don't I don't know I don't know if San Jose offered. I think they're close. Okay. I think they're close. They're kind of. Um, I think they're close. He did. I saw the some video. He did really well. I think they're close, and I think Come they on, will. Brennan. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, they, I think so they will. Off the line, we gotta you, you gotta you gotta get out of the studio pretty soon. So let's rip through these quickly. Yeah, sure. So who's the and, best and, off the line? Just, yeah, just about just to give it, give some information. You know, in the in the past position breakdowns, it was always com- comparing a couple quarterbacks. We're not going to compare any receivers. We're just going to throw out guys we like. So best off the line, um, I, I love a lot of guys. I, I love the way Logan Lawyer gets off the line. I love the way G Scott gets off the line. I love the way Jermaine Burton. You, you can't press the guy, and he's more quick than you would think for a guy who's as big and strong as he is. So off the line, you can't press him. Um, gets open just in the first two steps. Probably the guys that jump out for me, Logan Loya, Jermaine Burton, Jerry Bryant, G. Scott. That's my top one. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Greg. You go pick five guys. Um, I'm uh, going to – you know what? But I was, I, was headed, I was actually headed in the same direction. I went with Jermaine Burton. Uh, just his combination of shiftiness, quickness, size, and strength. It's, that's a rare combination. Um, rare. You know, for a receiver, it's just rare, and um, I think that uh, that bodes well for him getting off the ball. He can use power, he can use speed, he can use quickness, he can use great moves. Um, so I went with Jermaine Burton. All right, let's talk about just quickness. We're talking uh, a guy who can create that separation with that type of quickness, lateral quickness, vertical quickness, whatever you you know, diagonal, whatever you want to call it. Let's talk about it, Greg. Who's got the quickness? Um, that yeah, just I mean, stands G- out. Gary Bryant jumps out for me mm-hmm. when I think of a guy. I, you're, you're talking about within the route, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I would say in terms of just double moves, I, I know you you nicknamed Logan the double move king, but just in terms of burst in and out of his routes and, and his ability to get separation, I really like Gary Bryant quite a bit. Yeah, you you take Gary Bryant. Love Gary. I'm going to take Logan Loya, the double move king. Um, I haven't seen, other than Damani Jackson, I haven't seen anybody guard this kid. Um, and play him man-to-man straight up and be able to guard him. So I'm going to go with, with uh, Logan Loya. You go with Gary Bryant. Both guys are deserving. Uh, let's talk deep threat. Who has the deep ability threat. to get deep on anybody at any time? I'm getting deep. 
You know I'm going deep. You know I'm going deep. The defense, the defense knows it. Yep. And they still can't stop it. Right. That's just pure, pure top-end speed. That We're talking pure top-end speed and the ability to make the play. For a guy, so for me, the guy who's both probably the fastest with terms of the long speed and then has the size, strength, and body control to kind of man up on a DB in the event that the guy does have some, have some cover skills, i got to go with Jermaine Burton. Uh, again, he's a consistent 4-4 guy on the field. You see 4-4, and he's so big and strong and powerful. He has a great catch radius. He's able to make catches through contact. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm outside right now. It's getting kind of loud, I know. No, it's okay. Um, but I'm going to go with Jermaine Burton as my number one deep threat. That's, that's, a, that's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick. I actually went – this is going to be surprising for you. I actually went Clark Phillips here. Isn't that something? I went Clark Phillips here. Clark, yeah. Clark Phillips, of course we know is a, is a defensive back, but as a receiver, people know he's going deep. He consistently gets behind defenders and makes plays. I went, I went with Clark Phillips. I think that's fair. He plays not receiver, fair. too. He plays Unfair. receiver, too. Come on. It's not fair. Come on. It just, but Burton is a great choice. His size, his length, his playmaking ability, along with his speed, you know, you can't go wrong. But you can't. You cannot. Let's talk route running. Okay? Let's route. talk route running. Who, who runs the best routes in this group? So a couple of guys from SoCal jump out for me. Um, one would be Logan Loya. Mm-hmm. Two would be L.B. Bunkley. And then I love G. Scott. I thought G. Scott for as big as he is. Man, I saw him just routinely embarrass people. I probably, I think G probably put more guys in the ground than anybody else I saw during the seven-on-seven circuit, which is kind of hard to do when you're that big. You know, usually it's those little small, yes. little, you know, shifty, little Tavon Austin mm-hmm. types. Right. And I've definitely seen Gary Bryant turn guys around. I've seen Logan do it. I, I love the way LV Bunkley runs. But, man, G Scott, for a big dude, man, he can flat out embarrass guys with his routes. Yep. Really good route runner, G. Scott. I went with L.V. Bunkley Sheldon here. Uh, Really like his ability to run every route on the route tree at a high level. Um, The attention to detail, I think, is really, for me, separates him. Logan Lowy, I thought, was right there. Gary Bryan, I thought, was right there. G. Scott definitely is a terrific route runner. Um, Johnny Wilson is a really good route runner. But I went with um, L.V. Bunkley Sheldon. Let's talk run after catch. Who's great in run after catch here? This is a this is a tough one, Greg. Oh, this is tough. But who do you have? Run yeah, after the catch. The, the guy the guy that jumps to my head is probably Gary Bryant. I think he's probably the best punt returner in, in the group too, which kind of goes together, right? If you're a good punt returner, right. uh, you, you typically have some some rack run mm. after catch. Mm-hmm. You know, I think his ability to, to make guys miss, his ability to, to uh, make a play, take a little five yard, six yard hitch and go. Uh, I think, and then he has the has the top end to run away from guys once you do get past them. Nothing is more annoying than you see the guy make a great move, and then he gets by the guy, and the guy catches up and takes him down like five yards later. But Gary can run away from guys, so Gary jumps out for me as the best right after catch. Yep, uh, I like Clark Phillips in this group as well. Uh, I think I go with Gary Bryan as well, though. His, uh, his the ball in his hands, he's more special than he is a receiver running routes, even though he's really good running routes. He's better with the ball in his hands. When he's the ball in his hands, he's dynamic, right? Which is creative, innovative, and just puts unbelievable pressure on the defense because of his speed, 
because of his vision, his patience, his ability to to see things before they happen, like a like a great point guard. So um, Gary Bryant is great there. Like I said, I like Clark Phillips there. Um, also like G Scott there. He's big. He's physical. He's tough to bring down. He'll cut across the field. He does a lot of really good things with the ball in his hands as well. Let's talk blocker. Who's a great blocker, Greg? This is important for me. Who's a great yeah, blocker? I'll, def- I'll defer to Curtis Conway, who we both know pretty well. And he said Jermaine Burton's the best blocker he's ever worked with. And he, he said blocking's half of it is obviously being big and strong, but he goes, it's, it's a mentality. Sure. And Jermaine just has a bulldog mentality where he plays with the anger, a lot of piss and vinegar, if I can use that, whatever that term is. Yeah. Um, so. I think uh, I think G Scott's a good blocker. I think Johnny Wilson is a is a willing blocker, but just in terms of just being a dog and just trying to like physically punish people, yeah. uh, it's it's Jermaine Burton. You know, last year, Bruce McCoy was the dude. This year, I think Jermaine's the guy who, when it's a sweep to that side or even like a screen, he's going to put you out of bounds. Wow, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with Jermaine Burton again. He's got that size, strength, speed combination. And speed, how does that? How do you incorporate speed into blocking? Because speed is going to generate power. So you coming off the ball explosive, you're generating a lot of force and a lot of power contacting the defender and knocking him on his back. So I'll go with Burton there as well. Let's go catching skills. Who's got the best hands, Greg? Best hand? That's a, that's a good one. I, I think there's not just one guy. Um, you know, we haven't talked about Johnny Wilson very much, but I think Johnny's got really strong hands. And again, he's, he's so long that I think part of being, you know, best hands kind of is also being able to make contested catches through yes. contact. I think Johnny does a good job with that. Uh, obviously, I think Logan is so consistent. Mm-hmm. I don't see him ever dropping a ball. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, we, can keep, we can keep going, but those, those are the two guys that jumped to me. Yeah. to mind. Probably th- Johnny and then Logan. Okay. Uh, I got Aaron East in this, in this group. Aaron East is a phenomenal hands catcher. Um, Johnny Wilson. I had G. Scott as well. I think they're like one and two for me. I think maybe G gets the nod here. Well, you know, maybe not. I've, I don't think I've ever seen Johnny Wilson drop a ball. Um, so I'm going to give Johnny the nod here. But G is special when it comes to his hands. One hand here, one hand there, diving here. He's pretty special there. But I think I'll go with Johnny. I've never seen Johnny Wilson drop pass, whether it was in routes on air, one-on-ones, in a game. I've never seen him drop a ball, and I've been watching him since eighth grade. <clears throat> I, I love you giving giving little East some love, too. I, I, I agree. East had a phenomenal offseason, and he's a heck of a route runner, too. His yep. initial, initial get-off and burst and able to turn people around – and that's how he gets open. Doesn't have long speed, but he's got it more quick than fast. So yeah. that's a good group of guys who uh, – and honestly, all these guys – you know, Jermaine catches the ball well. Gary catches it well. It's a pretty solid group uh, of consistent ball catchers. No doubt about say it. That. No doubt about it. Let's talk Let's talk separation. Who's going to create separation? Whether it be in their routes, whether it be their routes with their, their speed or – Whatever case may be, who's going to create the separation you need on third down and 12, Greg? I think we kind of already touched upon that when we talked about, you know, I think we talked about best route runners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we talked about Logan. We talked about G. Scott. We talked about Jermaine Byrne, Gary Bryant, L.B. Bunkley. Um, you know, all those guys have a nice combination of just, of how, you know, the, the, the skill to, to route you up 
but then the athleticism to also separate. It's one thing to be a really good route runner, but if you don't have a little burst to you, mm-hmm. you're not going to separate. So it's it's a combination of being able to how to run the route specifically and also having enough athletic juice to create that little extra extra separation. So who uh, are you Isaac throwing Bruce, the ball to on third and on third and eleven? You need yeah, a first I, down to move the chains. It's the yeah, it's, it's, it's the championship I'm game. Go, who I'm you going to probably go Logan Loya. I think on third and eleven, I think not only will he get open for me, he'll catch the ball pretty consistently. Um, but I like I like I'd say Johnny Wilson also would be a guy who would be a tough matchup for me. Third and eleven, I need the first down, Johnny. Go get me, go get me a first down. Yeah, I was going right there. I'm, I'm taking the six five kid with the unbelievable radius, the huge hands, who's a really good route runner and has got the physical makeup to go get me eleven yards. On th- you know on third and third and ten third and eleven so I'm going Johnny Wilson but I thought Logan Lawyer was probably a good pick too. Yeah, um, the one thing about Johnny and, and we're not going to criticize but the one thing about Johnny that I still want to see is I, I I don't know if he has that killer mentality to him that, yet I haven't seen it and mm-hmm. I know Jermaine Burns got it I know G Scott's got it but like just watching Johnny he, he's so he's such a how do I say it? he's just so casual he kind of has like um it's, this is true this is true you know well, what I'm saying agree one hundred percent. It's almost like if you watch Garrett Anderson play baseball for the Angels. So Garrett Anderson was a baller, but everyone was like, oh, does Garrett even care? Because his, his whole body language kind of just kind of was always sober lock. I think Johnny cares, but his body language yeah. is always kind of like he's out there, and he, if he gets the ball, great. If not, you know, great. Whereas I think Jermaine and G, and those, I think those guys are dogs. So yeah. that's why in third and 11, um, yeah, I want Johnny to go to him because he's physically gifted, but man, I, want, I want Johnny to want the ball also. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That there's just something for him to go out and prove to us. So let's talk uh, playing speed. Who plays the fastest, Greg? Meaning, um, you know, maybe they, they're timed one way in a combine, a showcase, whatever. But who's playing the fastest? Meaning, you've never seen them being caught from behind. You've never seen anybody gain on them. Who's playing the fastest? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to go out to the box um, mm. a little bit, but I keep getting the same guys in my head. I keep getting LV. I keep thinking Logan. I keep thinking Jermaine. I keep thinking about Gary. So it's, it's kind of the same guys who, you know, G. Scott ran a 4-7 at the opening, but yet the kid gets behind a defense pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, LV Bunkley is a consistent 4-6 guy, but he consistently is able to run away from guys. And they have guys that just have pure speed. You know, Gary Bryant is pure speed. Jermaine Burton. They play fast, and they are fast. So yeah. all those guys kind of jump to mind for me. Yeah. I was going with Gary Bryan here. I don't think anybody plays as fast on the field as Gary Bryan. I've never seen Gary get caught from behind. And, he, you know, he scores 20 touchdowns a year. <clears throat> um, you all, He's always eating up angles. He just plays fast, real fast. And um, even against, you know, high-level competition. He's taking punts back against modern day. Doesn't matter. He's just playing real fast with the football, and that just means you know the game has slowed down for him. He's in total control, and uh, he's got the ability to make it happen with the peel. So, um, my last one, it kind of it, it goes back to the separation one. It's called it's dependability. Um, games, you know, we talked about third and eleven. Let's talk about you know CIF championship. Game's on the line. You got one play. You're at the 15-yard line. We talked about Johnny Wilson 
because of his, you know, his, his, his physical prowess. But who's the most dependable guy? In this group, I think this is a little different. It's a little in my mind, this is a little different category. Who's the most dependable guy with one play left for a CAF championship at the 15-yard line? Who are you going with? Uh I don't know, I feel, like I feel like we've answered this question. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little different for me. Who, okay, yeah, okay. Give me your guy. And yep. you know, that'll jog my jog my mind yeah. a little bit. So, the most dependable guy, the guy who's gonna make the play regardless of what happens, right? Somebody holds him, somebody grabs him, somebody pushes him. You know, you know. Montana rolls out. Clark's in the back of the end zone. He's just gonna find a way. I'm, I'm gonna go with Burton. I'm going to go with Burton. Just because the things we talked about, the, the size, speed, strength combination, the ability to run routes, and just the dog, right? Dependable. He's not going to let us down. Ball's in the air. It's his. He's not going to let I'm going to go with Burton. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think I think we've kind of answered the question of who, at least for me, yeah. who's the best all-around receiver out West? I mean, I think Jermaine is he's probably the fastest. He's probably the strongest. He probably has the most dog in him. And he's a six-one kid. You can combine that. It's a, you don't see guys like that out here very often. And you know, obviously, he's going back to the south where he's from. But no, I mean, Burton is the total package of everything you want in a receiver, from compete level to just athleticism to physicality. The guy has has it all. So I, I think I really hope he goes to lsu and just kills it out there and yeah. you know, it'll be fun you know him and elias ricks competing every day they're gonna yeah. be each other better it's gonna be fun watching those two no question no question so um all you know we love all the kids and uh, this is a chance for us to kind of call out the top guy who we feel is the top guy in each category so we appreciate everybody for joining us the transparent truth it's your boy coach keith it's your man greg biggins nobody does it like us man tune back in on friday we got gerard martinez talking you Everything USC football. Interested to hear how the summer's coming along with them, how recruiting's going. We know they got two O-line commits. Things are are moving forward. It looks like SC. Things are on the rise. But can they keep the elite talent in Southern California at the University of Southern California? That remains to be seen. Greg Biggins, I appreciate you for being on and and, uh, rocking with me as always. The Transparent Truth, this is how we do it. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.